Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Raise the Bar podcast. Uh, today I am joined by Ellie, and we are going to be uh, talking about all things diet, although she's going to explain exactly where we're going with it in a minute. Uh, we are actually recording this one before Christmas, um, but we're going to release it in the new year, so you will be listening to us in 2022. So I hope you all had a good Christmas and happy new year. Um, Ellie, how was your Christmas? I'm sure it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be optimistic. We're just going to make the assumption we both we had a good Christmas. We are not in a lockdown. We had a great Christmas. Yeah. We are living our best lives. <laughs> Hopefully we were saying that afterwards anyway. Yes. So, But how, how are you doing at the moment? Are you good? Very good. Very busy. Motivated. Excited for a new year. Got lots coming up. You've got lots of... Uh, new, we've just been talking for about an hour about your future... Endeavours. That's a good word. I was, trying to, I was trying to think where I was going to go with that. But yeah, future endeavours <laughs> next year. So, um, yeah, exciting year coming up for you. Definitely, definitely. Are you going to link that into a personal goal as well? I didn't ask you that. Yes. You are. I might. There you go. Because it all does link up, so yeah. Why not? There you go, cool. I like it. So, today we are going to talk about dieting, because I guess a lot of you guys are going to be doing that in the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, new year, new me and all that sort of stuff. Our favourite. Um but I'm going to let you take the lead a little bit on where we go with this one. And I'm just going to be annoying throughout. Okay. <laughs> so the idea of the podcast was less of a... It is hard. Less of a relationship with food and more about identifying a couple of things around food. If you're looking, obviously January, New Year, New Me, maybe... People at work are dieting, maybe your family are dieting, your friends are dieting, maybe you've thought about dieting, as that is quite a common thing. People tend to wake up on the 1st of January and decide that they're going to get their life in order, and the way they're going to do that is going to join a gym and start eating chicken and salad. So, it's a bit of a, um, I guess, personal podcast for me. It's I'm very much speaking from personal experience, I'm speaking from how I've felt, what I've gone through. Um, which obviously going to start with a disclaimer. I'm not in any way medically qualified to discuss eating disorders. I'm not going into that at all. This is literally my opinion. I'm not telling you what you should do. I'm merely saying what has helped me get from a worse dieting position to essentially a better dieting position. And hopefully that might help. Yeah. So to summarize, we're sort of, with, with it being a new year, we want to make sure you're all in a position where you are doing, if you are, going to set a goal of fat loss for the new year that's great but just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and Mm -hmm. in the right place and thinking about the correct things when doing it rather than like you just said going gung-ho and gym every day chicken and salad Mm. um for a month or trying to do it for a year or whatever it might be how long do you last Yeah. yeah so opening point then what what's the I mentioned to you red flags earlier. For what would you say are the main reasons not to diet now if if you were uh, were considering it? I think before you come to red flags, yeah. We will come to that. Yeah, but bef- before you come to red flags, the first thing for me is always to sit down and actually honestly answer the question by yourself, with yourself, why are you dieting? There's so many reasons why it's a great idea to diet. And there's so many reasons why I think you're looking at dieting as a short-term fix, the word diet as such, yeah, yeah, yeah. than actually fixing what possibly needs to be fixed. Yeah. Very vague, brief, 
covering. But I think you sit down and you think, okay, do I have a specific end goal? Am I thinking I'm going on holiday, fingers crossed we're all going on holiday, in March, and I want to feel a bit better in a bikini? That's a good goal. I'm fine with that. I I won't feel that comfortable in a bikini. What about a pink one? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> now you said that. Um, is that what is your motivation? You have a time limit on that goal. I like a time limit. Yeah. You will hopefully have... You're maybe thinking, I want to get a coach in the new year. Again, I'm fine with that because you're honest with the coach. Someone will come to you who will not yet let you train seven days a week doing yeah, 90 yeah. minutes cardio, eating chicken and salad. Um, you have a wedding. You have a set goal. You have a reason. or possibly, A time band goal for a reason, yeah. Yeah, or there's medical reasons that you need to lose a bit of weight. Again, absolutely fine. It's the things that I want to basically cover are when you're feeling like you're dieting because... I mean, obviously I explained this badly before we got on the podcast, but perhaps your partner has alluded to the fact your genes don't fit as nicely as they once did. Yeah. Better? Yeah, better. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> and you're feeling like, oh God, panic. No one likes me anymore because I've had to go up a size in my genes. Obviously that is not a good enough reason to diet. I can frankly say no one will like you any less for having gone up a size. So es- essentially make sure... First point is make sure that you are dieting for a reason you want to Absolutely. diet rather yeah. than external external pressures or, or, or someone making you feel a certain way. Exactly. And I'm so conscious that social media is going to be flooded in January, probably over Christmas, yeah. with 800 billion fitness coaches telling you that you need to sign up to their plan on the 1st of January because that's the only way you're going to start next year. There's the whole new year, new me, and it will feel like you're maybe the only person in the world that isn't starting a diet in January. A, I can guarantee you are not. Um, And yeah, basically, as you summarised, are you doing it for you, for your reason, or are you doing it to try and please someone else? Because if you are, I can absolutely guarantee, A, you're not going to get to the end result, B, you're not going to enjoy the process, and C the external reason that you're doing it, a.k.a. your partner isn't going to like you anymore. We, you... we haven't spoken about this, but have you, you ever dieted because you felt someone has made you want to diet? No, I haven't dieted. However, I have... Funny question, actually. I trained more slash differently because I felt like my training wasn't good enough for the person I was with at the time. Bit of a bizarre one, but this was years and years ago. Um, and he just trained extremely differently to how I did. And so all of a sudden I felt like what I enjoyed doing was no longer valid because it wasn't what he did. And okay. so if he yeah, was going yeah. to the gym and he was like, well, I'm doing this. You'd join in. I'd be like, oh, okay, well, that's what I need to do because otherwise if I just go and do that, you'll look down on that kind of thing. Okay, fine. So you've you've been influenced then or yeah. pressurised or f- felt under pressure to train or change the what you want to do. Yeah for a partner I think that's quite a common thing and I do think it works both ways um, yeah 100% I, I mean I don't think I've ever been in a position where um, I've perhaps dieted for a someone else um, but at the same time I've I always said the first time I did a photo shoot for example I wasn't I had no intrinsic motivation to mm-hmm changed the way I looked. No. I wasn't bothered. I trained because I wanted to perform a certain way. I enjoy food. I wasn't going to stop that. All those sorts of things. But I was was doing that for 
what my mentor at the time said would be good for my business. So I did it for that purpose. So I've not been felt under pressure from someone else. Although I think we're all in a position, if we've been totally honest, where we felt a little bit insecure because someone's made a comment mm-hmm. to us at some point. Mm-hmm. And I think if anyone says that, that that's not the case, then they're probably lying to mm-hmm. them, themselves more than anyone else, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, but yeah, I've certainly gone on a journey because someone's advised me to do it. Um, and I don't, I don't regret that, but I'm in a very different world in the sense that that actually has helped me become a better coach in, in my role now. Um, however, if I was to look back at that and I didn't have any benefit from it other than the way I looked, then I'd probably look at the, it all very differently. Well, I think, yeah, we'll come to it in more detail further down, but I think it's kind of crucial to mention that we did diet for a shoot at the same time. We did this, yeah. Last. Last year. Last year, yeah. Um, And obviously, for me, doing that, I guess, alongside you was such a learning curve because it was obviously your second shoot Mm. to my first shoot. I dived in headfirst having absolutely no idea what I was getting in for. And obviously, you started from a much more knowledgeable base. I, I, I think part of that, though... As much as we're saying the knowledgeable base, I think, (laughs) easy for me to say, uh, was perhaps more that the feeling I had when I got into the shape I did get into didn't necessarily um, match up to the work I felt I put into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So as much as when we say knowledge, it wasn't a case of knowing what to eat, when to... It was more a case of knowing the emotions I was going to go through. Yeah. Um, you knew where your priorities were. You knew what you were in for, basically. Yeah, and I and I knew that I wasn't going to be as perhaps hard on myself as I was previously, and that probably helped me. Anyway. Yeah. But also, because I was being like that, I knew when you would say something, I'd be like, "I'll hang about though. I know that's going to happen. You need to not think like that because yeah. actually, it's going to be more damage than it is good." But again, yeah. we'd probably come on to that. I was going to say, so rein this back to yeah, obviously yeah, where we started was that. Oh, it was on the tip of my tongue and now it's gone. Ah. <laughs> so rain it back to where we started in that um, doing it for reasons other than you weren't intrinsically motivated to do your shoot. However, there would have been a goal of how will my business progress from yes. me doing yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. How will there I was progress a, there was from a benefit doing this? How will because I learn? It, yeah, so yeah, as much as you were like, I don't, I'm not doing this because I want to work out I'm not, six pack. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing this because I feel yeah. uncomfortable how I look on a beach no. or whatever but and and that's i'm not saying that because it's a way that everyone should be or it just never has had really it's just a personal never yeah. had come into my mind it's not i'm not saying i'm stronger minded than anyone else because of it. i just genuinely had never really thought about it but i also wasn't in terrible shape yeah because of the nature of the way i trained and all that sort of stuff anyway yeah um but yeah so that's basically reining that back in is make sure things there is an element of internal motivation yeah and like do if you're being really honest with yourself do you feel like i'm ready to do this i'm excited to do this i want to do this or are you making excuses before you start because that is something i recognize in myself personally a lot so i will be thinking right i'm going to start i'm going to do a shoot here or i'm going on holiday here i'm going to start here and already a week before I'm starting, I'm thinking, well, I have got that night out and I do have that dinner. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, um, oh, I'll just have a Chinese this weekend because then it's done before I start. Yeah. Whereas you could have set yourself up a week in advance and be in a better position. Yeah. And 
having recently started dieting, what am I, two and a half weeks in now, and I had none of those. Is it really two and a half weeks? So, do you know what you just what said? You two and a half weeks. Oh, yeah. Because you know you said just before this podcast that it was however long ago you told me another thing. Um, time's flying really quickly because I genuinely felt we did a podcast like last week. We didn't, know, did we? No, it was okay. a good, yeah, while yeah, ago. Because you weren't dieting on the I last podcast. So no, you know. Blueberry muffin situation. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely not dieting. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah fine. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> Started dieting two and a half weeks ago. Yes. Obviously, taking this back, I've just realised I completely missed like the main thing I wanted to start this from was the fact that I did a previous shoot, obviously last year, had what I would call a terrible experience with a very pleasant outcome. Mm. And I am now going into a new diet with a shoot in a completely different frame of mind. Just realised I haven't actually announced yet that I'm doing a shoot. So we're going to have that announcement on this podcast because I've just announced it. <laughs> um, and that is why I was motivated to do this podcast and want to do this because I can now see so many differences in my frame of mind and how I am behaving, which obviously brings me on to the point I just made in the sense of, are you ready or are you making excuses? Because I have tried to diet a lot of this year and I have noticed a gazillion red flags, like you mentioned at the beginning. Mm. And now I can see with none of them why it was worth taking the time to build myself up to be ready, which I think is just something people don't think about. You think oh, I need to diet. Like, I hear it from my mum literally every single day. Oh, tomorrow I need to cut out chocolate. Oh, tomorrow I need to do this, I need to do that. And it's like, no one thinks, oh, I need to diet before that wedding. Why don't I get ready? Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing that I never realised was a thing. And by get ready, you mean mentally, yeah? I do, physically and mentally. There are things you can do to put yourself in a better position to start a diet, which obviously... We will come to you further down. I'm getting myself way ahead of us. Way stuff. ahead, aren't I? Aren't I? Go Sorry, I'll bring myself. Get back, back to your checklist. Back to my checklist. So, other things to look for is are what kind of accountability levels are you looking for? So, are you thinking? Because I know for what I've done before is I'm thinking right. I need to tell everyone I'm doing this. I need a coach. I need my friends on board. I need someone dieting with me, which is essentially where I was last year. Obviously, yeah. I had you dieting with me, which helped. We were checking in every day. I had my coach. I had yeah. a lot of people around me. I built like a team at the gym we were at, and I did. I needed that constant support of the fact people knew, people were watching me eat, people were watching me train, watching me do cardio. So the whole world had to know you I ticked all the boxes. You to be in prison, basically. I was. The yeah. whole world had to know I ticked all the boxes or else it didn't matter. You almost set yourself up to want to be judged. It was a case of... In a weird, of, weird kind of way. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a case of that was the only way I couldn't fail was because everyone knew what I was doing. Yeah. There was no escaping knowing that everyone knew what I was doing. Yeah. Or there's the opposite end of the spectrum, which is a bit of a iffy line one, but... You think I don't want to tell anyone. I don't want to do it. Like I don't want to coach. I don't want to tell anyone. I'm not going to tell my friends, partner, family. Are you doing that because you feel really confident doing it by yourself, or are you doing that because then easy no one's going to know you've down. failed? Yeah, it's easy to let yourself down. Exactly. You can comfortably, if you're used to having that family takeaway every weekend, no one's going to know that you made a promise to yourself on Wednesday that you weren't going to have yeah, that family yeah, takeaway. Yeah. Whereas, had you tell told your partner, told your parents, whoever you live with, then it's more of a discussion. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and also, you, you might not... Don't, it, lots of the time, people will put themselves in a position where they will say they don't need to tell anyone, they don't need to 
hold themselves accountable in that sense because they're worried about what other people think about them saying they're going to diet. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know certainly, for, and I think I've mentioned this podcast before, I've been on dates before and when I've said I'm a PT, they say, oh, are you boring then? Yes. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because instantly there's this perception of, okay, well, you're going to not drink. Bring your Tupperware food. Yeah, yeah. Not, eat it, not eat out and all that sort of stuff. And I think that's no different to a normal... Normal. Acting like I'm superior to anyone, to to sort of general population in the sense that if I was to say to my mum or my partner or my sister or whoever it might be, I'm dieting or I'm going to try and lose a bit of weight at the moment. We're using the word dieting a lot, but let's say I'm trying to lose body fat at the moment. Um, they sometimes have a resistance to it. Why are you doing that? Don't you do that? What, what's the point of that? Mm. Well, don't be boring. Don't ruin our day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's that element of that so you try and keep it to yourself because you don't want that in your life um ultimately it's probably another another podcast there in in it already but you uh you just need to sort of eliminate time with people that are going to be negative around you like that absolutely absolutely um it is a tricky one because i think we all want but i think when it comes to the point that i know personally I was doing my shoot for a lot of reasons last year and this time they're very personal reasons. They're very selfish, I guess. Like Mm -hmm. the reasons for my shoot that I'm going to be doing next year is literally just for the purpose of me. Like there is no external influence on the shoot I'm doing next year. Short of there might be a small business game that that's as external as it gets and even then it's my business. Even from a business game that can just be personal growth as well which exactly is no different to anyone else doing any sort of no sort of goal. um but yeah and i think it's when you come to the point that you're you're realizing you're doing it externally because you're so desperate for people to support your goal and to be on board with your goal like you said obviously you go if you're going to your partner and your mom and you're saying i'm doing this you want them to go oh well done like i'll do it yeah, with you yeah, yeah. or oh, I'll be really proud of you every time you go on a walk or you go to the gym or I'll... And it's like, if you're needing that much assistance from other people, maybe you aren't internally motivated enough yeah. for the goal that you've set yourself. So, like, is that, is that, so you don't think you were internally motivated enough last year? Is that what... I bet, yeah. Right. I do think... Um, I was internally motivated for the wrong reasons, but that is a whole different well... <laughs> to go down no it was just more you can but you you do know the difference between you're doing something because i want the photos of this shoot and i want to find my body fat levels or are you mm. doing something because someone said something that you're yeah. thinking oh, i'm going to prove them wrong that's not internal motivation yeah that's like kardashian revenge bod okay which are two very different things yeah next thing and this is your favorite point relationship with food where are you at with food right now? You're thinking of dieting. Obviously, maybe a bad time because we have just had Christmas. We will have had just had Christmas. We've just had Christmas. <laughs> we both had really good Christmas. We said that at the Top start. Top tier Christmas. Yeah, we said that at the start. <laughs> um, so, obviously, yes, we've probably overeaten as we naturally do over Christmas. However, if we're avoiding Christmas and we're thinking normal life, are you thinking about food more often than you think you should be thinking about food? So are you going on a journey thinking, I can't do this journey without a snack? Are you thinking about what's in the fridge every time you're driving home? Are you thinking, 
oh my god when's my next meal when's my next meal have i like what have i just eaten what can yeah. i eat next what's in the cupboard what do i want for dinner what are we going to get for takeaway are, the weekend? are you also making silly decisions with meals because you feel like a you, you want to have really low calories in a meal and actually just hungry because of it and then start resenting the way you've set your day out and absolutely have eaten too early or things yeah. like that are you trying to outwork the food that you've eaten so you, you do you eat something and go for a run yeah because you've eaten something bad do yeah. you do you do you look at food in that that way and sort of negatively have a connotation with anything you eat that you're gonna have to burn it off yeah yeah and you yeah exactly that or you're thinking oh god i have to go out for dinner on the weekend i just won't eat from wednesday yeah yeah calorie banking calorie borrowing very different thing which you've covered a million times yeah yeah but there's a very big difference to starving yourself of for course the sake is, yeah, of yeah. one big blowout because because the, the end of the day as well with with that sort of scenario your health is more important than anything else 100%. and I, even if you have a lot of excess weight to lose starving yourself isn't fueling your body to operate properly no. um and realistically if you are um if you have a lot of body fat to lose your body's going to need fuel to work yeah because it's already under a lot of pressure so there, there, there's massive the the that sort of example of i'm not eating enough <laughs> to lose weight I, I can argue it. It's, I was going to say it, this is a tricky one. It, yeah. it's, it's not. It's not. It's not strictly true, but there is elements of you do need to make sure you are eating, um, and skipping meals, things like that, is is not healthy. No, absolutely not. And uh, yeah, I do think there is. If you're going into what will be a slightly more challenging phase, I think that's the whole point. It's are you going into a phase which is going to make your life harder around food, a.k.a. you will be eating less than you're yeah. used to, you will be moving more. Because because be if you want to lose body fat, you're going to be hungry at times. Exactly. That that's Hunger is a normal feeling that we can expect when yeah. we are in that... We're not starving no, as humans. but you're hungry, yeah. We are hungry, we are ready for a meal. Yeah, yeah. That is actually, I mean, my personal opinion, a healthy digestive system to be ready for another meal. Yes, which is something I don't think many people are actually used to. No, no. It's a, it's a. Oh, it's lunchtime. I have lunch. Yes, hundred percent. When was the last time you were actually ready? Well, for a the amount of times that I get people ask me, um, should I? Well, there's there's two theories behind it. Is is that should I fast? Mm-hmm. Okay, I quite often say, are you hungry in the morning? Mm-hmm. And they'll say no, and I'll say, why are you eating? And they'll say. Because breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I better hope my mum doesn't eat this, or she will be round here. Eat this, him. But, but but that's not like both those two things. Like if if you think you can fast, use it as a tool because you aren't hungry. Mm-hmm. And breakfast isn't the most important meal of the day. It's just your first meal of the day. It means nothing. Like you're, and also, who said breakfast has to be at eight o'clock in the morning? Why can't breakfast be at twelve o'clock? So yeah, eat when you hungry <laughs> yeah and let yourself be hungry there is a huge argument for the intuitive eating of yeah. the world which is sort of along those lines yeah, a absolutely. little bit more uncontrolled i guess but yeah there is an element for that and it's like you will be in positions where for example if you're on a meal plan with a coach for example they might give you six meals a day for that first week you are going to have to force feed six of those meals yeah, yeah. however your body adjusts to that 
you get used to that the same way our bodies have adjusted to us eating breakfast. Is, is six meals a day a large amount then? For me, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm joking. Well, when you're dieting, I, then you I, get I, I, I have six meals a day every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are living just, your best life. I need to restrict it to eight <laughs> <laughs> some days. Anyway, go on, carry on. Um, I've made you lose your train of thought, haven't I? You have, again. Yeah, I did say at the start of this that you were going to lead and I was going to be annoying. I've held up my end of the bargain pretty well. And I'm trying to lead and you are smashing me down at every hurdle. Essentially, we were saying that um, your relationship with food is going to be... You went on to red flags. That was my point. Don't make it harder for yourself. If you're already thinking... Like, you are going to go from what should be a good position with food to what will be a slightly more challenging position with food. That is in my opinion the black and white so, so what we're what we're basically essentially saying is if you are in a position where you want to lose body fat ultimately your habits at some point have got you to a position where you are carrying excess body fat mm-hmm. therefore you are currently having a, a poor relationship with food in a mm-hmm. in a negative way you're you're overeating essentially yeah. we need you to be eating the right amount before we even consider dieting because otherwise you're going from one extreme to the other and actually our habits and how we deal with things are going to have a massive impact on your um on on your success because if you're not if you're in a uh, position where you've put on body fat or you need to lose body fat you've pro- those habits have probably been around for years mm-hmm. to suddenly overnight go right i'm going to eat barely anything mm-hmm. is going to probably trigger negative relationships with food that you already had and why you're in that position so actually stabilizing your diet getting to the point where you've so before you diet i would suggest you want to have a month where you've not put on any weight it's probably a better way to do it is that where you're trying to you're get reading that? A, you're reading a i'm not way. i can't read when i'm you looking at the it. right way around let alone, <laughs> let alone upside down but yeah absolutely. that's right yeah absolutely and i think um done it again have I right brilliant it's not going well no it is it's exactly that it's the sense of you are you can't go from being a McDonald's breakfast person to a protein shake overnight yeah absolutely you are just going to shoot yourself in the foot yeah so it's go from a a McDonald's breakfast person to making your own breakfast yes so when you're saying obviously um what was the bullet point that you read oh yeah building some better habits on your own getting to a point where you've not lost weight for a month yeah it's build some habits that you can sustain that essentially make no changes. Yes. Which sounds backwards because no, obviously no. the whole reason you're wanting to diet is because you want to make changes. But that was the best thing I did was I probably spent, got to be near enough three months, three and a half months where I barely changed a pound. Mm. I went up or down by about half a pound which if anyone knows me or has ever followed me on Instagram, I can fluctuate by a stone if I really want to. Yeah. Then that was such a proof to me. And actually for the majority, I probably tracked one day a week, one day every two weeks Yeah. through that time. So that showed to me, I'd got to a point where my daily habits were very consistent. I was eating very a similar. balanced lifestyle. Exactly. I was eating very similar foods. And I was still going out. I was still having lunch at David Lloyd after my session, but I knew what I ordered. I knew what was in what I ordered. I knew what that meant for dinner. Mm-hmm. And then I knew yeah. I wasn't tracking steps. I wasn't doing cardio. I'd maybe do a couple of classes if I wanted, like with the motion, etc. But you got to the point where you were 
level level a level playing field where then tilting it into a deficit was not going to be as big a struggle no uh, and i think that is if, if you take nothing else from this podcast at all that is the probably the number one bit of advice you could probably give someone is actually the two worlds of you putting on body fat for the last 15 years and getting to a position where you're really unhappy with yourself obviously that's an extreme to then expecting you can lose body fat in six months it's just not gonna that, yeah. think about it from a, a like a simple simplified uh, point of view your habits have been bad you're well they then, say it takes you're... you a year to walk into the woods it's going to take you a year to walk out the woods oh no like that say that again no. A year to walk into the woods and a year to walk out the yeah. woods. I like it. Yeah, so essentially you need to... Be uh, realistic. Be realistic, but, but get to get yourself in a position where you're, you're actually okay to make small changes. Extreme changes aren't going to help you. And that comes back to the sort of relationship with food. There's probably a reason you've put on that excess body fat in the first place. That could just That could just be dare I say it, overeating or the word binging at, at certain points of the week, life, however that might be. It might be emotional eating. It might be just daily habits of, of socialising. It might be alcohol. It, whatever those habits are, they're the things that you're going to gonna have to change. And that leads me extremely nicely onto the emotional aspect of it, of are you, is food an emotional response for you? And are you using that as sort of a control thing? Because the biggest thing I learn is that I, I'm, if I'm hurting or in any pain in any way, the first thing I'll go to is my routine because I know I'm in control of that and I know I've always got that. However, you can control your routine. You can nail the gym, smash your food, drop a stone. Whatever that pain was that caused you, none of those things fix the pain. Mm-hmm. I strongly stand by that. I think you can make it better. You will feel better you about yourself. You will cover it. And I just think one of my biggest... I can't stand the whole revenge body process. It irritates yeah. me beyond belief because I just think... again. So that for complete, those that don't know what revenge body is, does it explain? Some person, nearly went in with a man there, person Ooh. breaks your heart and then... <laughs> And then you basically get fit to get back at them for losing you. I think that's the, the, yeah, yeah. the main process. Um, but yes, it's basically... But then actually saying that the revenge bod, body, Khloe Kardashian, is actually... You could face it anyone. It's like, oh, my father didn't love me enough as a child. Yeah, it could be anything, yeah. So you end up smashing it. It, it and could then... be. Why, what your motivation, your intrinsic motivation could be based on something random like that, couldn't it? Yes. Neg- negatively, I'm talking about now. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah, so and that's the thing. I, I'm could not become, so keen on It that. could come from a, a a place of hate or revenge or... Yeah, I just think if you're ever in a position what? where you're thinking, I'm going to lose a stone to show him what he's missing, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. That's very personal opinion that I have. And I just think... I'm not sure anyone could ever disagree with that, though. I just think if that's... you then get to that end goal, you've worked so hard, you've put in all those hours... And that person's like, yeah, good job. Yeah. You then what? Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? That's no longer your win. They've also, taken you, that also, win. obviously, there are going to be scenarios where that is the case, but you don't even know that's why 
we're going into a different subject, but you wouldn't even know that. <laughs> wouldn't even know that that's the reason why that. Ninety-nine percent of the time, it's not. The yeah, 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 why. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but yes, that is a whole other, whole yeah. other story. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so basically, the point of that is, if you are conscious that you are an emotional eater, you're conscious that you cry after a long day and you head for the biscuit tin, mm. then okay. When I tell you that dieting and training and adding cardio and checking your steps, they will add to your stress in some way yeah, because yeah. they are more boxes to tick. They are more things to think about. If, you're, if your go-to is the biscuit tin, trust or, me, or you no- will live in there. Or, or nothing as well. It works both ways. Like Absolutely, yes. For anyone that's Absolutely. in a position where that sort of stress means they don't eat. Yes, exactly. Also, like you shouldn't be thinking about your diet in a or dieting if you stress makes you not want to eat and mm-hmm. so in that re- revenge body sort of mm. scenario you need to make sure you have control over what you're, you're doing so i guess what we're actually saying is when you come to a decision that you want to drop body fat because i'm going to try and stop using the word diet Sorry. for the rest of the podcast not use me i get said it comes up um make sure you are doing it in a place of uh, your emotions are almost strategic rather than emotional mm-hmm. so rather than feeling make it make it so it's literally statistical you're looking at it from a Absolutely. methodical kind of way rather than um the the over overarching feeling when you're going through the process this is obviously mm-hmm. you if you have a feeling within you want to lose body fat crack on do mm-hmm. it that's that's great i'm pleased for you use that for for your process but when you're on the process make sure you're not letting your emotions get involved in it because mm-hmm. it is a, <clears throat> a case of ticking boxes which is a, a methodical method yeah. of, of doing you need to make sure method. shocking but we're not going to yeah, go there i tried to it. breeze over it and mm. brought it back yeah cool i like bringing it when i say silly things <laughs> carry on <laughs> um the box ticking like you said exactly that's statistical the box ticking needs to be um emotionless basically yes the ticking the boxes is habits ticking the boxes does not define your self-worth yeah. so you need to remove the two you're not going yes, to the gym and going that. for a run and training because it makes you a better person yeah i love that yeah that's completely wrong you're going to the gym you're training you're ticking the boxes because that is what's going to get you to your goal not because going for a run doing 5k yep. in however many minutes i am now a better person yeah it's it's not Although I am better if I can run quicker. No, I'm joking. (laughs) You're such a child. (laughs) (laughs) So, I guess that leads us on quite nicely because I'm aware I've waffled for hours. Um, That's fine. I think think that there's lots to talk about around this subject and we we are finishing each point with points. So I I don't think the time of this this podcast matters too much. I think it's just... It's the things, I think if we, you love a bullet point, you know you do counting on your fingers of the five things that we've covered in this podcast. Yeah. I feel like now is the appropriate time to do that. But okay. with the things that we are saying, not what to look out for, because we've gone on about them and you can always rewind and listen to it again if you think there was one specific to you. But what can you do right now? Right now being the 1st of January. Ish. Right now. Yeah. Ish. Second, third. Second, third. Whenever, you know, yeah. Sam goes back to work. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can set it up. I can put a time on after this. Schedule. You're so yeah. clever. Um, whenever schedule happens, then what can you do right now to get you in the best place to start? Yeah. So obviously we've said spend some time tra- um, tracking, semi-tracking. So get your head around what happens through your day 
Are you aware of what you're putting inside you? Do you have any idea if that's a right number, a wrong number, too much, too little? Like, take this time to actually suss out what do I eat in a day and where is that standing? Because yeah. if you are too low, then we bring it to maintenance. If you're too high, we bring it to maintenance. Like, realistically, you shouldn't start a diet either, either or. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just to touch on that, before you did your photo shoot last year, you had dieted for probably eight months before and so lost, lost a significant amount of weight in that time, right? And then you made a decision to do it. And actually, that was probably the worst decision one ever. of the hardest things you did. <laughs> because we may as well use personal experience with this. Yeah. From that point of view, you were in a position where to get to where you were before you decided you wanted to photo shoot, you'd actually work quite hard. Yeah. And then to get where you wanted to get from there, you had to push even harder, yeah. which actually meant for well, I probably dieted, a year. I dieted year? from the 1st of February to the 23rd of February. Okay, so 11 months. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that 11? Yeah. 10 months, 11 months, whatever. Um, but you literally were that whole time. And because of that, because of the, the, the pressure you put yourself under, that then is going to lead to moments of weakness let's say and mm-hmm. and have tri- trigger certain things which aren't going to then help you and that's when your emotional feelings towards food get fucked essentially yeah. because you've put so much pressure on yourself too much so what one point you said there when you were explaining was if you're in a deficit and you want to push really hard on a, a diet going forward get back to a maintenance before yeah, yeah. just could just be happy with maintaining for even if two three weeks just be happy with that and then mm-hmm. go again because yeah. there's going to be a point and and for anyone that's had coached before they've probably said right I want you to have a refeed at some point essentially that's a, a mini break from from the the deficit they're in for health reasons for mindset reasons for so so many reasons around it and that is your point essentially yeah. make sure you're in a position where you actually level before you Go yeah, for it. Because as much as I touched on, you could have eaten loads and your habits yeah. would be horrendous in the first place. If you've been digging for six months, your yeah, yeah. brain will give up. Yeah, you, Your mind will give up before your body will. Yeah. Um, Some people, anyway. Yes. Unless you have to... Unless you... Like, you didn't. You were good. But... Yes, true. Yeah. But I would see that as my... I would see that as my mind did give up. And my body didn't. In that my body got me to the shoot my body did keep changing yeah. but my head wasn't in it that's how I would see that no, I so I could that, yeah. have gone about that better that my head would have taken it, me if you if you had had two months at some point where you just were relaxed. happy with life <laughs> relaxed and then um, and then went for it you would have been which is what we're hopefully doing this time yeah early days can you imagine I come back on the podcast in two months I'm like guys it's a car crash <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll be fine you'll smash it uh, second point one of the biggest things actually I found this helped me massively so my parents are massively into gusto meals the little order you get all the ingredients yeah, yeah. you cook a meal and it sounds ridiculous but there I'm are someone other, other companies available yes there are that was not a gusto promotion I'm in no way paid <laughs> to have mentioned gusto but on if podcast. anyone from gusto is listening and wants to sponsor the podcast uh, send us an email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have always been one to meal prep meals. I've always been one to eat on my own and I have always been one to eat whatever I want, my own thing. So I have probably eaten dinner on my own for years, which is 
if you're living with your family, quite an unusual thing to do. Yeah. The best thing I ever did, and it's going to sound ridiculous, was I started eating with my family again. I started actually taking time to cook meals. I started stopping eating out of Tupperware. I started to think about what I was eating. I started to think about what do I actually want to eat? Do I want what I've got in Tupperware in the fridge? Or am I actually fancying sausages? Do I want that tonight? And I'd actually let myself have that. So I would have, I was having things like, sounds ridiculous, but things like risotto, which my macro head has an absolute panic at because there's so many small things that get mm-hmm. added that is just yeah, a yeah. minefield to track. But I was actually doing that. And great thing about said company that provides you with <laughs> way amounts of foods and recipes is that they provide you with the macros of the entire meal yeah, yeah cool. so yes okay it's going to be out by 50 whatever well, that's a good point but you have an idea so that saves you sitting there measuring out your rice wine that you have absolutely no idea what 10 millimeters milliliters looks like um but you have a starting point yeah and then you're eating with your partner with your family you know what what's going in like i have so many of my clients using said company that distributes <laughs> we do have some food you can um, say it gusto it's fine gusto gusto yeah what do i call it gusto gusto What's it, what is the other one hello fresh hello fresh that's the one who's actually great as well so we're just not, <laughs> not either one either one if you're listening um but yeah no so that is one of the biggest things was eating with your family learning to cook different meals taking the time to actually think about what you want to eat rather than thinking i'm on a diet therefore i have to eat this or yeah i want to be healthier dare i say it I have to eat this. Like for me, mental health was eating with my family and having an idea of what I was eating. Yeah. That was the healthiest thing I could have done. Took, took your mind off the other part of eating a meal. It wasn't even taking my mind off. It was more just the fact that I was, was no longer eating for, for just purpose. Yeah. And there is obviously an argument for that. And there will be a time where eating for purpose but, is a thing. But what, what I guess it meant was taking the stress away from the fact at least you knew what the calories were. It exactly. Was there. Sorry. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That element of it was taken away from you, so you could just enjoy the meal. Exactly, and enjoy. You don't realise you then talk while you eat, which is again something that I think if you eat on your own or you live on your own or whatever, mm. you don't realise the enjoyment of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes again the focus away from the food. You sit there on your own eating a meal. All you're thinking about yeah, is you're what right. you're eating in that you're meal. Right, actually. You eat with a partner. You eat with your mum and dad. You chat about your day. That's my, that's now my new excuse. I eat on my own all the time, so therefore I get hungry afterwards because I've not spoke to anyone. It's just gone in seconds. Exactly, it's gone. And then yeah. you sit down on the sofa and you think, well, now what? Yeah, what should I do now? <laughs> there we go, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so two parts there. Spending the time getting back to maintenance yeah. and eat with your family, eat with your friends, eat with your partner, whatever. Yeah, take, take the pressure off of Numbers. needing to be different third point fix the emotional pain very passionate about that okay go on then well that's i covered that earlier just that it just that's that it. that's it fix just the emotional bullet, pain bullet point. please Next one. don't go for salads to fix the pain doesn't work just don't do it so essentially just to give whatever more... you've got your drama about fix the drama first and then, then worry about, about dieting yeah, yeah, don't try and diet and fix the drama because it's never gonna happen yeah love it good thank you um this is a very personal one, but that just in the off chance one person listening to this might have any sort of resonation with this. If you know you can't be around a certain food or a certain shop or something, stop testing yourself. A lot of people will disagree with me on that one and say you should get over it eventually. But for me, completely transparent, Biscoff. Jars of Biscoff spread. I don't have biscuits in my 
Fat. Well, you're actually on the list further down about the biscuit situation. Yeah. But that is that is my... It's ridiculous. I can have any other spread. Literally any other spread off the shelf. Leave it in my house. I don't care. Biscoff is going to go in a day with a spoon. So I'm past the point now. Like, yes, my goals are bigger than a jar of Biscoff. But I just know yeah. I can't have a jar of Biscoff. So stop testing yourself. Like, if you know that because you take that route to work, you always end up in McDonald's. Taking a five-minute yeah, diversion, yeah. just take the diversion. And I, and I, th- I think on that's a bigger thing, then, isn't it? Because you, you, that there's an emotional link to It's like Biscoff PTSD. <laughs> but you do that. <laughs> that's brilliant. You know, I said to you at the start of this book, we need to have a, a montage of everyone saying stuff before. <laughs> Yours is now going to be on that. That's it. We'll just remember where that is. Okay. Um, uh, the emotional ties with that is because you you'll feel bad about having a jar of biscoff, yep. biscoff, and mm-hmm. then you'll self sabotage, self sabotaging more, in it, and it spirals, doesn't it? And I think we, I think we've both been in a position where you're dieting and you have one thing and you're like, fuck it, and it's like. Yeah, one I remember bad a meal. box. Yeah, yeah, one mm-hmm. bad meal, whatever it might be. And you're right. I, I, uh, Rory wanted cereal one weekend, um, so I bought him. He said he wanted a cereal, which I didn't really fancy, but I fancy cereal, so I ate a whole box of cereal in a day. Yep. Just because it was there, and oh. it, and it, it's because you had. I had one bowl, two bowls, three bowls. Oh fuck it, man! I have the rest. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to realise when you're going into a diet, and we're obviously talking massive extremes, so take this as a pinch of salt if you're just looking for a lifestyle, um, Mm -hmm. if you have a lifestyle goal, because there's nothing wrong with having a day where you have six bowls of cereal or whatever it might be, but realistically, as much as you don't want to do it. But when you were, when we were... We don't want it being a habit. No, but when we had goals where you wanted to, like you said earlier, you have got, there's an end date. Yeah. So we're working towards an end date, so you've got to be a little bit strict with it. You don't want to have. You, you need to realize that there's going to be things that are gonna. It's it's gonna go wrong. Yeah. At times, it's gonna go wrong. It's about managing how far it goes wrong, mm-hmm. and I think we've both been in positions where, it's, gone terribly wrong, mm-hmm. and then you feel really bad about it, and then you're mm-hmm. trying to catch up, and then and then that's when the emotions just take over, and you offer you've gone away from everything we've suggested before, where it's just a tick box process, and we're trying to, get to the end result you've put yourself in a position where you've created an emotional issue mm-hmm. on the journey. Um, and every single person that's listening to this podcast, and if you're not, you're probably on a world stage or something, is going to fuck up at some point on their mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get to the point where you have a day where you go, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to eat whatever I want. And then you're going to feel shit about it and you're going to put yourself down about it and you're going to beat yourself up about it for days and days and days. On the whole, the quicker you get over it, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, the best ways to deal with that, in my opinion, are to go back to your your simple list of things that you need to do on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. tick them off. Mine always starts with making my bed. If I get up and make my bed, I've done one job. I've just mentioned the, the, um, that motivational speech and the book that was in the past. Read the book, read the book. Yeah, read the book. But it, essentially in the... Each day, if you go back to setting out a day just to be productive, I don't even think about it. If, I, if I'm dieting and I mess up the day before, I don't even think about food the next day. I just think, I'm going to have a productive day. Yeah. Because that changes my mindset. This is just about being productive. This isn't about 
making sure I don't eat certain amount of things. And I, I've I've died to where I fasted for two days. Yeah. Because I was going on a lads weekend and my coach at the time was like, well, try fasting. So I tried it and I was like, Oh, I got through all right and it was he was like, Hey Finn and I went, Yeah, okay, he went, Do another day then. So I kept going. So that's not a great place to be, but essentially the only thing that got me through that fasting period was the fact that I knew what I ate the weekend before. But the only reason I ate in the weekend before what I um what I did was because I knew I was going to try and fast the next couple of days anyway. So it all turns it turns into a vicious cycle, and then you start thinking, "Oh, well, I just won't eat for a couple of days because I know I can have that." And you get through. So realize you're going to fuck up and get over that quickly. My advice is just to go back to a routine of being nice and productive the day after, or as quickly as possible. If you fuck up in the morning, get back to being productive in the afternoon. Um, that's I think really important in terms of red flags when you are dieting or when you are looking to drop body fat noticing those red flags is going to be massively important for you you got any examples of that or you, you want to talk about or not of what red flags no it's in like where that that sort of scenario where you've could be doesn't necessarily need to be you could be a client or something where it it snowballs in something bigger than it is than it should be Absolutely. I guess probably the last six weeks, I would say, up to my shoot was what I would call an enormous snowball because every day was felt like it was trying to fix the day before. Yeah. So every day it was... Every day was a punishment for the day before. And that's, that is probably the best example of the mindset I got into was, can you do an extra five minutes on the Stairmaster... Do you really need that meal? You, you know what that... you just saying every day is a, 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 was a punishment for the day before. It just reminds me of that sort of the theory I always talk about when starting on a Monday. Yeah. Where people will start on a Monday because they want to be absolutely perfect because you need to be perfect apparently to achieve okay, results, which is, which is a load of rubbish. And at the weekend, they'll go, oh, I'm going to be perfect from Monday. So it's fine. So they you get in a cycle and then like you were doing it day to day, mm. people do it week to week. Yes. Realistically, we're talking to you now, you're all doing it year to year. Yeah. Because yeah. you've gone twenty twenty two's my year. I'm gonna I'm gonna nail this year because I'm gonna make this perfect. And what we're trying to say get out of this podcast is you're not gonna be perfect. You need to make sure you're in a proper position to be able to achieve your goal and putting a bit of thought into it at the start and the outset, hence why we're trying to deliver this podcast for you early January is going to make a massive difference in your long-term uh, success. And that, that, from my experience, and I'm sure Ellie will be able to follow this up with her after she said that she's doing a shoot this year, the second time round, you have a much better understanding of that. Mm. And that was certainly a difference between me doing it last year when you were, were doing yours and we were probably in different headspaces a little bit because it was your first place where it was sort mm. of a proper mind fuck and I was sort of in a position where I've gone you know what I've, I know at the end of this it's as long as I'm comfortable how I'm getting there and being steady with my approach and calculated with it I'm probably going to feel exactly the same as I did the first time anyway so let's not put myself through complete torment and that torture exactly, for yeah that's exactly how I feel this time it's like the feeling of walking away from it when you've done it was for me I guess fantastic for you. It maybe wasn't quite as exciting as mine was, but wait, wait, what? Sorry. When I like finished the shoot, obviously for you it's more of like a. No, the second time I still felt great about it. I yeah. felt great about the the. 
I had the same feeling in both yeah. shoots that I've done. I suppose I did. I did I, well, I actually did two last year in the end because I ended up doing it yeah, two weeks later. But but the um, the the feeling on the day was the same. Mm. And obviously, we're talking about photo shoots. It's not particularly relatable to everyone and out there. But I think the 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 points are the are the same points. I felt exactly the same on both days about how I looked, how I felt. But I was happier about how I got there the second time round. And during the shoot on the second time round, I wasn't just thinking about food. And even on the my first shoot, I got asked at one point, because I, I was doing it with my mentor and he interviewed me for his business and he said something to me. He said, um, in it, I can't remember exactly the question, but my answer was food related. I said, I just want food. And I remember saying it was bread. I wanted something bread related. So it was either a pizza or a burger or whatever it might be. Because I literally had not had that in my life for for a period of time, and it was horrible. It felt horrible, and actually, on the back of it, I had too much bread. And before you knew it, I was not back at square one because I think I've never looked like I did before my first shoot since. But I'm so and didn't maintain it for long at all because my relationship with food was so fucked by that point. Mm. Um. I feel like you so comfortably came out of your second shoot as well. You were very controlled. You, you very much obviously because we were straight there was, into Christmas. There was Christmas, yeah, but yeah. But as, but even then, I came out of Christmas in a mess. Whereas yeah. you came out of Christmas, fully essentially owning what you had chosen yeah. to do following the shoot. Like you yeah, were yeah, under yeah. no illusion that you were going to try and maintain that. Yeah, yeah. You were very much this is a purpose for this day and this yeah, yeah. day. Yeah, absolutely. And then yeah, yeah. it's Christmas. Have a great time. You had so much going on. Yeah. Whereas I think... But I think that comes again from the intrinsic feeling that actually, realistically, I'm not that bothered. I think I am more bothered now, since mm. I've done the shoot, about how I look, because you have looked a certain way. But if I was to put on, after that shoot, an extra five kilograms, it wasn't gonna. I wasn't going to cry no. about it. It would be fine with it. But but that's just, again, I think I'm lucky in that sense that I don't necessarily worry about that. that mm. I, mean, I don't feel the pressures from outside, which why I try not to always... And, and Tom's the same. We, we've spoke on the podcast quite a few times that we don't ever really want to try and go to that place and try and act like we know what we're talking about because actually, neither of us really do. We, we like fitness, health, because we play football and enjoyed it and it was part of our life and that's where we are now. It's not because... I mean, Instagram wasn't even a thing when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> social, social media wasn't a thing until I was 21. So I had no like yeah. major... Like influence in that sense, whereas I think the the current current world society is very different. Mm. No, for sure. I think yeah. Obviously, we uh, digressed a little on the shoot topic, but it was basically just this. Might all sound so dramatic and so like overly thought out, but I think it's just about we like we've made the errors yeah. to try and help you not make them. So it's like, I'm not trying to scare you with the 900 things that could go wrong or the 60 things you should be doing before you start a diet. It's just like, even if you take one of them on board, you will be in a better position than I was. And I think many people have been. Yes, the reality of it, isn't it? Yeah. Essentially. And and I've said it a million times, and I'm sure you probably think it as well, going through that process and going to that sort of extreme yourself part of the reason for doing it or certainly it was for me it was to help people mm. and actually because I don't have any intrinsic is- um, 
issues the wrong word feelings to want to look a certain way most of the time um again like i said i think that's changed a bit now but um i never had that pressure on myself whereas actually people i speak to on a day-to-day basis do Mm. and i've also never really had to push myself to look a certain way whereas people do Mm -hmm. and now i've done that i'm feel comfortable and confident enough to speak to them about things that could go wrong and how they need to look at it and Mm -hmm. actually I can turn around and say yeah cool you're saying you've not done that you can you should yeah as well so there's two elements of it I I've been there so I can say that you do need to do this this is what you do but I also and this podcast all about be aware of this that and the other Mm. yeah perfect you're not talking are you you got another point on that? No, I think you've nailed it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, quite, I was just here to annoy you, though. <laughs> well, you finished it perfectly. Um, I feel like that summarised nicely. Yeah? In how we finished. So there's no other points you want to get out with regards to your list? Because for those that don't know, Ellie's quite organised. She's got a list of 500 things on her phone in front of us. Which um, I sent to you and you replied with, I'm hungover. <laughs> yeah, she sent, it, sent it to me the worst possible time as I'm, I'm not in the, in the right frame of mind to look through, look through this. There's, just scroll quickly. There's nothing through there that we've missed. No. Sure? Yes. Cool. So hopefully that's helped you guys. I think the the main the main point is just to make sure you're in a correct starting point. Make mm-hmm. sure you're ready for, for what's about to come. Mm-hmm. Be aware of red flags and don't put... And I think the, the other point that you made about not putting yourself in a position where things can go wrong or trying to... How do you put it? Challenge yourself. Yeah, don't challenge yourself. Don't don't test yourself. Test yourself, yeah. There's no there's no point doing that. No. It's not going to serve... It's not going to make you, you... Ultimately, you've started off this goal for a reason. The test in between is already there you don't need to make exactly it don't make it harder like you know you've got that friend who they're always like oh let's go to the gym on a friday and you're always like yeah let's do it and then you know they always cancel at about four o'clock on a friday and you end up at the pub stop booking in to go to the gym with that friend yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean 100 percent. If, if your thing is a biscoff your thing is the bad gym friend yeah, yeah. then have a little pause and do something else with yeah, the no, bad gym friend notice the, tri- the triggers I know we I don't know if we're allowed to use the word trigger. No, it's the trigger. We're using the word I'm trigger. I'm using the word trigger. I'm, I did a disclaimer. That's you what did I'm do a disclaimer. disclaimer. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Cool. Happy with that? Very. Yes. Good. I feel like a weight has been lifted. Do you now? Yeah. Good. Well, I'm ready to uh, uh, crack on with the new year because Christmas was such an exciting time for us. It was 10 out of 10. Yeah. I loved every minute. <laughs> no, like we said, we record this before Christmas, so... Um, Let's pray both of our Christmases go well. <laughs> I'm going to finish the podcast now by saying, Ellie, I hope you have a lovely Christmas. Thank you, Angie. Um, and we will be back soon in the new year with... Oh, no, we're already, already hearing this in the new year. We'll be back again with another podcast. To hear how your new year is going. That's the one, yeah. Yeah. Cool. See you later, guys. <laughs>